Welcome to Rohit's Chat Show, and today's guest is Dean Fox from the Nuffield Health. How you doing, Dean? You all right? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. I'm not too bad. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining. Yep, definitely close the door. We'll be shouting and screaming and all sorts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll just go with the flow, me. I'm not scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry, mate. Just just go with the flow. How's how's things? How's life? How's business been for you guys? Obviously, you must be busy working in the hospital. Yes, it's. it's I, I think I've, I've heard the word busy so much now that I try, try not to say it. Yeah, fair enough. So it's all right then. It's normal. Yeah, it's all good. The, the, the more work we've got, the the, the more success the business is yeah. going to be experiencing it's better than, than being quiet and then putting a recruitment free as a yeah exactly right exactly exactly so it's interesting because look you and i have never you know we've never spoken before um i'd love to get to know you um yeah. your personal lives and the reason why i i created this was because i in last year had my baby boy um i went through and put everything down on paper about where i've come from and my journey in lives and then realize well hang on a second speak to loads of agencies loads of people in in all walks of lives and they must have their own stories so we'll love to understand yours um and it's quite interesting because i speak to a lot of agencies and marketers but it's the first time i've i've ever done one of these and you're from you're sitting on the other side of the fence which is obviously you know, internal recruitment, which which is going to be interesting for all you agencies listening and going, it's getting to Nuffield Hospital. <laughs> so how is it? How is it? Get on that PSL. Yeah, oh mate, need to speak to Dean. I saw your podcast, it was amazing with Rowan, really enjoyed it. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So so how is it? Like obviously you 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 come from a recruitment background, right? Yeah, yeah. So I worked at Pertamps for a good couple of years. Yeah, and then decided to to move, I believe, to to another to another business, and then to Nuffield Hospital. So what's it yeah. what's it like on the the uh, the other side of the fence? What's uh, obviously you're not getting the stresses of KPIs, or or are you? You know what what what's it like for from from your perspective? <clears throat> so I, I'm not a big believer in KPIs, whether it's an agency or in internal, because ultimately you, you're going to get your pressures no matter where you are. It's just um, it's just like another pressure to, to have right there in front of you. It's like looking at the scales when you're trying to lose weight or put on weight. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the number. Um, well, and if so, you're not so, delivering yeah, so, as well, it's, that's pressure, isn't it? Like if, you, if yeah. you're delivering on those, those, those roles that you've got, whether you're internal or external, <laughs> I would be shitting myself. We'll put it this way: if you're an agency and you're sending over um, CVs that aren't good, ultimately you're just going to be paid. That's what it's like when you work for a company and you're not delivering. It's a bit more awkward because it's like, Dean, come on now, what's going on? Mm. Luckily, I've not been in that situation just yet. Such words. Yeah. <laughs> and is that what you got to deal with? Have you got to deal with like agencies? Do you have to deal with like the CVs that you get, or do you do? Are you more hands-on? Do you? Do you actively find candidates? How is it structured? Like, is it 
are you dealing with all the jobs or do you go right i'll take these jobs and these jobs i'll go to specific recruiters and if they specialize in that area or how does it yeah, work so so we've been quite fortunate that we, we haven't really had to use the agencies that much over the past two years you know, because we've got a in-house recruitment team of about 15 we've got the head of resources we've got the talent acquisition managers we've got wow. the resources that support the talent acquisition managers in terms of um headhunting people yeah. We've also got um, recruitment coordinators. They're more of like the candidate um, coordinators. They, they take them from recruitment throughout the onboarding process. Um, as talent acquisition managers, we're a bit more strategic in our thinking in terms of um, not only the short-term pains in terms of like how we're best going to get people in, how we're going to be that magnet to pull people through, but also it's a case of um, looking at the internal population, so workforce planning, um, strategic planning around um, things like EVP, looking at um, what tech's going to be able to come in and help alleviate some of the, you know, the mundane admin tasks of the recruitment function. Yeah. Um, especially being in, in, in the healthcare recruitment space where people don't want to be contacted because they're, they're too busy saving people's lives. Like these people are the modern day superheroes. But um, in terms of our priorities, yeah, we would... Um, focus mainly on the clinical vacancies, the hard to fill vacancies. Um, we, like to, we like to empower our hiring managers to almost be like an extension of the recruitment team so they can pick up everything else. And if they struggle, they can come to us for that expert, dare I say it, expert yeah. guidance around recruitment. And, 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 and I, so I'd assume then, so, so it's very strategic. You've got to have multiple meetings with hiring managers to really scope out what they're looking for in, in terms of the, the, the people that they're looking for. And, and I guess, you know, diversity comes involved and, and everything else and, and the culture. Um, but ultimately, it, it, I guess when you're working in a hospital, it's, well, actually, it's not, nothing about that. It's if you've got the experience, we need you and we need you now ultimately yes, right but, especially dealing with a yeah. hospital i think how do I work for any other organization within the healthcare space we're, we're a charity so all the money goes back into our business yeah we are we are a private hospital that does a lot of charitable work so we put a lot of effort into developing our teams and um, with that money and developing the, the the standards of the patient care and also within the gyms too um yeah. so when we're interviewing we, we try to put that into the process too. So we, we hire on attitudes and behaviours rather than experiences because you hire on, you hire on attitude and behaviours. Most companies hire on skills and experiences. So we try and get it right at the beginning because um, we can develop people. So if they've got like an NMC pin, if they meet the, the, the benchmark within the nursing world, theatre world, the gym world, but they have that, you know, that something about them we're willing to take that print on them okay so so, so training so training like staff is is pretty important as well is you, you're invested in a lot in that in that too i guess yeah interesting you you mentioned as well at the start um about you know getting out there and actually marketing do you do you work with your marketing your marketing team as well to to kind of attract those people I mean you know you, you can typically you know use the job boards but are you doing anything else I'd assume probably more around 
Facebook and, and, and maybe Instagram to, to attract the people that you're looking for or, or am I missing the market? Do you know what? So we're doing more and more with our internal marketing communications team, but I don't say, I dare I say it, nowhere near as much as we should. Is there a reason um, why? Why is there a disconnect? It's because marketing in more traditional companies tends to be more product focused or um, the communications team tends to focus on the internal population, like events, things like that. Whereas recruitment sort of gets mixed, missed. And um, I had it in my previous company, I won't mention the name, but it's on my LinkedIn profile, where yeah, yeah. Um, the marketing team was very protective of our LinkedIn page, for instance. Let's face it, LinkedIn's predominantly about opportunities and networking. Would you really want to go out and sell products and services on there? Yeah, you can, but that's not your captive audience. So the challenge was let's let the recruitment team own that. Let's work in, in, in tandem with you in order to ensure that the, the right communication and messages going out there to fit with that company's visions and values. Mm. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So yeah. Um, here at Nuffield, we're, we've, we've tried to do it before and we're, we're going to be looking at it again, but getting in specialist recruitment marketing people. Um, we're okay. going to have um, like a head of um, attraction channels, um, somebody that's really predominantly going to focus on the likes of uh, tech, um, advertising, m- managing relationships with the suppliers from um, a variety of different sources. So that um, we, we've all got our own sort of areas which can really be hyper focused on and deliver for the business. So, so do you, do you because you you work because I know you worked internally for another business as well. Traditionally, you know, I've been in a recruitment industry for for many years. Worked as a recruiter, worked for Broadbean, worked for 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 a number of years over over you know a decade of experience and i've i've always said that recruitment's a bit sort of back to, like outdated slightly with the approach of what they do do you think it's the same with internal recruitment as well is that what you is that is that is that where you're trying to get to <laughs> do you know what i would say yes in a lot of cases but it comes down to your people. So if you always stick to your comfort zone as a business in terms of the way you work or the people that you bring in, you're not going to move yourself forward. Yeah. So for me, I take pleasure in taking always, I always put in like at least one or two wildcards into a recruitment process. They meet the criteria, but they might be a bit left field but they're the best people because they literally throw a spanner in the works. I love putting people in front of people where they're like, I never knew I wanted this person, but I needed this person. Yeah, okay. So it's yeah. the same with recruitment too. So for me, I'm not going to lie, I kind of get bored of doing the same things the same, old, the same way it's always been done. I tend to revisit the way that I work every six months. Always right, okay. keep it fresh. Um, yeah. And I always, I always think about what the candidate wants and, and the market's always changing. So if I can make the recruitment process as candidate friendly and as value added as possible, that's your first battle, that's one. Then it's a case of um, empowering your stakeholders and keeping your stakeholders happy and making sure that during that interview process, which is more of a meeting than anything, 
it's robust enough that it looks after itself, but the relationship is the thing that's the most paramount thing in that whole entire process because people yeah, like so people, people like people. Yeah. 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 No, that, that, that makes complete sense. And that's really valuable stuff for, 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 for the listeners that listen to me because the, the people that listen to me are generally agency and, you know, it's, it's, it's invaluable stuff, no matter if you're using agencies or not. That's really interesting because I'm, you know, it, it, in this market now, when I'm speaking to agencies, the biggest problem they, they find is, is finding candidates. They, they are struggling right now. And it's crazy from when, during the pandemic, and now it's flipped 360 on its head. And it's like, wow, like they are struggling for candidates, anything they can do. And actually now it's interesting because they're like, we definitely need to do more on marketing. We have to do something more on marketing. We have to do more on LinkedIn. It's interesting because I don't know if you've noticed this, but LinkedIn, they are advertising on TV pretty much every day. Like I've got the TV in the background pretty much every day. right? And I, and I have the radio on as well. And I swear to God, I, I, I hear them pretty much three or four times a day. And so you could imagine the kind of demographic that they're trying to bring on board. And that's why people are going, we need to do something more on LinkedIn. We've got to do more on Facebook. We've got to do more on Twitter. Um, and it's interesting that you, you've said, look, it, it's all about people and people um, and what the candidate wants, because I, I believe that's what, you know, the, the agency world is doing right now. I just think that whether it's the agency world or the in-house world, it's just about that gradual relationship building like that sort of gradually easing the, the candidate into your process so like for nurses especially with the nhs they've got an affinity they're so loyal they don't want to move away even during covid where they feel that like i've been looked after i've got a family within the nhs they have this this thought of what a private hospital is going to be like what i'd say to any candidate out on the market is just to weigh up all your options keep an open mind go for informal visits Put yourself on there like bank, like zero hour contracts, just to get that flavor. It might not be for you, but you know what? It might be the best thing you ever do. To flip that around, people that work in the private sector, they've heard a lot of things about the NHS. Go do some bank shifts at the NHS. Go see what it's like. You might think that you love that industry so much more. It's about, again, stepping outside of your comfort zone. When it comes to agencies too, no one likes to be sold to. I get so many emails and calls every single day. And, um, I'm pretty bad for this, but I will respond to every single person that messages me. Every wow. single person, whether it's a yes or a no. Um, That's good. That's good them. to hear. Yeah. Some people do that. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, who am I to say that this, this agency or this solution is not the best thing since, since sliced bread, if that is yeah. the best thing since. So, so, so yeah, it's just about keeping an open mind. It, it might not be the right time now, but and what do what do what do candidates generally think about private and and Nuffield Hospital? What, what's their first reactions, rather than not being NHS? What do they think? What um, is the reaction? That it's very commercial. That people come in, they spend a lot of money on the service on the services. Um, it's going to be in and out, or they're going to think that they think that our our patients are going to be like think they're royalty because they've spent a fortune on, on, on some of the services 
interestingly, we get a lot of NHS patients and we don't make any money on them. We do it to help out as part of our charitable cause. So, yeah. and a lot of people, I'm not going to lie, would probably prefer to uh, go to the NHS to save money because it's a lot. But some, not, not everybody's got that choice. They, they yeah. can't afford to go on the waiting list. Sometimes the difference between life or death, dare I say it. So um, it's the same, should I dare I say it, clientele, whether it's private or the NHS. It just means that you've got more time to actually deliver the patient care within the private setting than you have in the NHS. Okay. And, and, and generically then, where, so you've got, you've got a couple of roles or this, that, and the other. Where do you typically market them? What do you, what, what should... So you've got, let's say, right, you've got the plan in place, you've spoken to the hiring managers, what's your next steps? What do you, what do you do after? What's, what, what's kind of like the, the next steps of, of trying to market these, these job roles? What's the first thing that you do? So you've got, you got to make the, the, the job adverts a bit more personalised to the site. So I like to think that on a job advert, does it answer the, the basic questions that you get in every single day? Um, I then... I then pretty much put my email address or the hiring manager's email address on every single advert so that the candidates can actually reach out and have that personal connection. Not many people want to, not everyone wants to put their name out there initially because they don't know what's going to happen with the data. Yeah, correct. Um, so that helps a lot. Um, yeah. Setting up the informal visits, um, set, doing like online events or face like open days on site. We used to do lots of them back in back in the uh, the, the old the old days. The old times, yeah, old oh, times. yeah, I remember them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, back when we get to actually see people face to face. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and then also, I think keeping our internal population engaged and happy, keeping our patients happy, uh, to the point where they talk about us. We get so many referrals off the back of that. I nice. think if we had no job boards, no nothing. We'd still be able to attract people just off the back of uh, word of referrals. Mouth. That's pretty impressive, though. So, I mean, that's it, it's, it it's powerful as well. I think you know the the, the the biggest and the most powerful marketing that you could have is uh, is word of mouth and referrals because they've they ultimately have had a great service or they've they've had a great experience. They go, you need to check this out. Now, and you do that with anything, right? If you've had a great experience of anything even at a restaurant or anything like that, you'd speak to your mate and go, you tell it out. You just go down the road and check it out. It's, it's exactly the same thing. It's the same method, right? But there's, there's, there's so, but also there's, there's, there's things to take into account, like um, changing of how people consume content and media. And these days, dare I say it, people are a bit more lazy when it comes to their job search. They like, they either like people to approach them or they like to be reminded. So they might have come to Nuffield, had a really good experience, but that must have been like a good few years ago. They've forgotten about it. So solutions like yours, Pager, dare I say yeah. it, it's incredible because it's going to drop them a message on their phone. They're like, oh, okay, Nuffield, brilliant. Yeah. And that's, that's all they need, that little spike, and they're in your process. Yeah, yeah, ultimately, yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, different, um, it's a different way of communicating as well, right? You know, everyone's got emails flooded in their inboxes every single day. How many times do you get a text message? Apart from the NHS telling me that I've got to go for my COVID jab. Yeah. Yeah. So come on, dare I say it, what was it like through COVID? What was, what was it like 
recruiting in those times? Was it any different? Stressful. Was it, stressful? it was stressful. very stressful. Yeah. Spe- like you said, you've got little ones to yourself. Yeah. But um, I, f- I feel so sorry for those people that have got like growing up children, like especially in the teenage years, trying to work, having to homeschool and all sorts. You can't put your focus into it especially when um, the, the hospitals need you more than ever because we were actually helping out the NHS like almost solely during oh, that wow. everything. We, we gave up our gym spaces, all sorts to, to combat COVID. Um, it, it was pretty much all hands on deck. I had to bury myself in my room. My daughter would always want to come in and all sorts. Um, then it, we went through a period where we were furloughed as well, part-time during the week. Yeah. So although we were technically furloughed, I would be doing longer days to be able to fit in everything that I needed to. So I may as well just do a full-time week anyway, but condensed. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I don't, I don't have the problem you have with your daughter because I'm in a loft room and no one can come upstairs because I've got a ladder. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty difficult for her to come upstairs, but yeah. oh, if she had her way, she'd be coming in, in and out, in and out all day long with her colouring books. I can assure you, I can assure you. Um, but look, I try and keep these very short um, just to give value and facts. So, Dean, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, and uh, it'll be going out in the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Speak to you soon. <laughs>